It's Monday the 24th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shad Wicker here and I'm finally joined by Shane Lee who has been ducking me for weeks. How you doing, Shane? <laughs> How are you, Shad? Hey, Shad. On Saturday, mate, I went to... Um, we're involved with a, a, a sports tipping site podcast called BTFU and they had their inaugural sort of um, launch um, in Paddington on Saturday. Um, the week before, they, they tipped four out of five races and I think they had three out of five on Saturday... It was, a, wow. it was a good it was a good event, mate. Yeah, but um, on another note, my father-in-law has a horse called Right You Are mm. that's just been winning and winning and winning. It's now in the Caulfield Cup. Wow. Which is huge, which is huge, yeah. And he said to the family, if it wins, we're going on a family holiday. So fingers crossed. Come on, Right You Are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't realise you were so skint at the moment that you needed uh, your old man to pay for family holiday. But all right, that's fine for you, mate. Um, <laughs> today on the show, we'll be choking boxing, tennis, a bit big news in the soccer, golf, AFL, NRL, and more. So let's get cracking. Hey, Muppets. This is Stewie McGill here. As much as I don't want you to, please listen to Fire Up. They told me that I was coming on with Chris Gale, the most attractive cricket player in the cosmos. Unfortunately, it was the other Chris Gale and Stevie F here. Uh, very sorry about that, but... I promise you, if you want to know anything about Rugby League, at Fire Up Rugby League. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Let's start things with the World Game, Shana. This is one of the great feel-good, crazy kind of stories, Mm. I feel, uh, in quite some time. It's amazing. Uh, Wrexham has now returned Mm. to the Football League after a 15-year absence. Why are we talking about this team? Well, because this is the team that was bought by Ryan Reynolds uh, a little over a year ago, who has just managed to turn this thing around in one season. Unbelievable. So Wrexham uh, were ousted in 2011 due to unpaid taxes, and the fans took control. Then then, then Ryan Reynolds shows up with... um, uh, with a, with another guy and basically put some funds into it. Ryan Reynolds, look, he's struggling, isn't he? Poor oh, bloke, yeah. u- ugly guy, hasn't got any money, got all ordinary-looking misses. <laughs> he buys into a football team and turns it around and they're out of the fifth tier now and um, it came right down to the last match. Uh, Paul Mullen scoring two goals and it's a great, as you said, feel-good story. Yeah, it's pretty unreal uh, for this to happen. I mean, obviously great for the fans, but... Geez, anything he touches turns to gold. I was looking at some of his investment portfolio yep. that they did an article about all the things he's invested in, and they all seem to succeed. But, uh, you know, this is a team that lured, you know, some younger players down out of division to mm. come and play for it, obviously with yep. the money involved. But, look, I wonder if we can see this train continue up through this league into the next. I mean, could it continue this fairy tale story into next season? We'll have to wait and see. Um, I think... There's some sort of stats in around um, every leg you go up, the valuation of the actual team itself goes through the roof. We're not talking um, tens of millions, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars when you go up into the top of tiers, uh, into the, the mm. multi-million dollar bracket. So, yeah, some of these are looking at really, really good investments, but it's a lot of work to get into it first and to get it done. But uh, Ryan Reynolds, he's the man. Yeah, and a fun fact about Wrexham I was reading, apparently they are the third oldest club in, uh, wow, okay. in the world okay. when it comes to... Football, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, let's look at tennis at the moment. Novak Djokovic made a bit of headlines last week saying that he'd coach Kyrgios and he'd be able to win five Grand Slams. Um, <laughs> but he's withdrawn from the Madrid Open, which is only a few weeks out from Roland Garros. It's a, it's a clear warm-up tournament mm. to the French Open. 
Uh, and this looks like injuries could be rocking the French Open the same way they did the Aussie Open. Yeah, he's got a sore elbow, sore elbow Paul Nadal. I mean, Paul Novak. And um, But he's not the only one withdrawing. It's um, Rafa Nadal is pulling out as well. And that's the first time since 2002 that one of these guys has not been in, <laughs> in one of these tournaments, which is ridiculous. So it is, it is the changing of the guard here. So the players look out for, I think, Carlos Alcaraz will be obviously the favourite. Rudd and Medvedev guys will be sniffing around to hopefully take advantage of these two not being there. Yeah, I think the physicality of the clay courts is uh, one of the big issues for these older players. I feel mm. like I feel like this might be the last year we see Rafa, which yeah. is quite upsetting to be honest. But someone like Novak, who's chasing that greatness, currently tied with Grand Slams with Rafa Nadal, he'll probably be looking at the French being like, if I can't get myself through that. French Open, then I just will try and get my titles at the US and Wimbledon, exactly which is right. obviously his preferred surface anyway. Being an elbow injury, though, he could end up still in the French Open. So, I mean, there's still hope mm-hmm. there um, that he could play. Let's look at golf because this was huge. They called it Live Cella over the weekend <laughs> um, at the Adelaide, the Live Adelaide event. It was our first time getting one of these events in Australia, and it didn't disappoint. For the punters, it made golf really cool. Didn't it what? <laughs> Over the weekend. Um, Mate, it was like going off. There was a music festival. It's weird seeing a festival environment and a whole bunch of people dressed in Titleist gear and stuff like that, <laughs> but uh, that's fine. It was a wild event. You had Fisher there uh, on the decks as well, but it was taken out. The actual golfing, uh, Taylor Gooch wins the uh, live event in Adelaide and celebrates with a shoey. Unbelievable, wasn't it? Bars, DJs, pumping music and a party hole. It, it actually makes me want to go and to, I love playing golf myself. I've never wanted to go and watch it, but uh, I wouldn't mind going and watching one of these now. It looked unbelievable. As you said, Taylor Gooch, he had a 10-shot lead and almost blew it. He ended up winning by one shot to take out the $5.7 million prize money. And, um, yeah, as you said, mate, celebrate with a shoey. It looked really good. They were screaming and partying. What a, what a, what a good uh, uh, setup the Liv have done. Yeah, at risk of sounding like a loser, though, I feel like we need to wind back the shoey. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I think, I'd like I like seeing it. It's really funny, sure, but it's losing its its like appeal. The the fact that we're always doing it. Mm. You know what, well, I mean? what else could you do? Like most of the videos, well, most of the videos I saw from the liver tournament were people doing shoeys, and I'm like, okay, let's relax. We've got to make it like rare. If it's just going to become a standard thing, you what know, about what the I mean? undie shot, the just, undie shot, maybe. The uh, not not with the skitties that are in yours, mate. I think we'll be right. Uh, <laughs> quickly though, uh, boxing had look. I mean, let's talk about this Javonta Davis and Ryan Garcia fight. To be honest, partly felt like a little bit of a mid-fight. Mm. It was kind of like, okay, whatever. It was ended with a TKO. Uh, Javonta Davis with the liver punch. Ghost mm. punch, people are labelling it at the moment. He was working the body pretty much from the get-go uh, on Garcia, and it's proved to be the difference. Stepping back and taking a knee, which is quite an incredible way for a fight that's been hyped up so much to end. Yeah, it was. It was a bit strange, wasn't it? It was, um, in particular, they both put uh, their $2.7 million prize money uh, on the line uh, for a knockout against each other. Um, and he mm. dropped him in the second round, I think, with a with a body punch and then finished him off with the uppercut to the ribs. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Javante Davis now has 29 fights, no losses and 27 knockouts, and he said he is the face of boxing. Yeah, it was uh, quite an, it was a pretty impressive win for him. I mean, we'll have to see how that face of boxing goes with his pending court case in May because he might be um, the face of boxing behind bars. But uh, good on him for taking out the big purse there. I wonder if there's a technicality because he didn't knock him clean out. It was a TKO. Yeah. 
but we'll have to wait and see. It's all smoke and mirrors when it comes to the promotion of, uh, of boxing there. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here, but afterwards we've got to talk the NRL and the AFL on the weekend. Some upsets, some big wins, and some absolute demolitions. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters, build fast sports multis, and play same-game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, Shane, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off straight away, okay? We're going to do AFL immediately. St Kilda v Carlton, all right, 22 points in the second half to absolutely blow away my blues. Uh, St Kilda just looking all the – like, they're looking the goods sitting on top of the table. Ross Lyons, man, the top of the ladder, um, and they looked really, really good. Um, Rowan Marshall, unbelievable, 17 touches, 10 contested possessions, 21 hit-outs and a goal. And Dan Butler with three goals were just um, – they're very calm, they're very measured, and they're just smothering teams. And, yeah, mate, Carlton, who I still think are a chance to be up there in the finals towards the end of the year, but they've got a little bit of work to do, as do my bloody swans. Oh, mate, we'll get to your swans. I think the problem with Carlton at the moment mm-hmm. is it's the same thing that yep. they were doing yep. last year where it's fading away in the second half. Um, so they're going to have to fix it. Otherwise, it's going to be another side that's going to float around yep. the top eight and then miss out on it at the very end of the season, which was awful to experience. Let's talk about your Swans, though. It was dubbed a revenge match. Oh. It was all in your favour. Oh, look, you know, finally the Swans will get to take on Geelong. This Geelong side's a bit weakened. I pointed this out on Friday. I was like, be careful. Geelong are only one loss behind the Swannies. Don't let the ladder fool you. And wowee. Wowie. <laughs> I know. Well, who, who would have thought the start of the season Geelong would be 0-3? And, um, yeah, they lost to the Gold Coast. Um, and then, yeah, the Swans, it was just a repeat of last year. It was um, it was really insipid. It was embarrassing for the Swans. Um, Jeremy Cameron um, and Tom Hawkins combined to get 10 goals for Geelong. But Jeremy Cameron, he's a difference. Like, he's, he's, you've got to think now that Geelong will continue their form like they did last year. Jeremy Cameron's got to be a chance of winning the Brownlow. Man, 130 to 37, 20 yep. goals, 10 behinds, 5 goals, 7 behinds. I mean, it was it was yep. just – it was a training match. Yeah, it yeah, was. On the training paddock for Geelong. It was brutal. Thank God that wasn't on Anzac Day. Speaking of the Anzac Day game, tomorrow's matchup for the AFL is going to be Collingwood v Essendon. That one should actually be a pretty good game, I feel. Absolute cracker, I think. 3.20 tomorrow, we'll be tuning in. Um I'm going to my mate Nick Grievous' house. We're having a barbecue and we're going to be watching the footy. Both matches, hopefully. We'll record one and watch one uh, after. But um, I'm going to tip Collingwood by only a couple of goals. Wow. Okay. Tight one. Tight one near the top of the ladder there as well. Let's uh, move into the NRL at the moment. I had the pleasure of watching this game uh, at Suncorp Stadium yesterday afternoon. Sunday footy at Suncorp. How good. Uh, Dolphins (laughs) 26-0 in the first half. With about, what was it? It was about 30 minutes into the first half. Mm-hmm. They were down 26 nil. They were uh, lucky not to be down 32, actually. That's why try was pulled back from the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, and they end up coming back to win the game 28 to 26. 
on a sunny afternoon in Suncorp. <laughs> this was an unreal comeback for the Dolphins, a great win for them, but also had another moment of... I don't know. This is in the low light reels all day today and last night. Robert Jennings getting a pass, catching it superbly while he was in stride, stumbling, falling over. No one's touched him. He's literally, he could sniff the try line. His nose was almost on top of it. But instead of just moving his arm forward that Cody Nicarima was screaming at him to do, he just waited for a Titans guy to touch him so he was held. What happened? Match fixing, isn't it? It's got to be, it's got to be or a sniper. It looked like he got shot by a sniper from the stand. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know what happened, but it, is this the greatest ever NRL comeback? 26 to nil to win 28. 26, it's got to be up there. It'd be, oh, look, I think it'd be, well, the beauty for the Dolphins is it's their greatest ever comeback. Yeah, um, but, yep. <laughs> but, yeah it's true. I think I think there's been like a 30 to like okay. a thirty to 2 or something, but but it'd be up there, definitely up there, 26 nil with that much time on the clock. I mean, mm. it was an absolute implosion by the Titans. You know what's crazy, though? Like, we're watching the game and it was getting into the, you know, getting time to go to the sheds. And I don't know, it must be the Wayne effect. Yeah. But they go into the sheds, and part of you is like, I think the Dolphins can still win this. Mm. And, and, mm. and sure enough, they came out, and it was not as spectacular as the 26 points that the Titans put on them because the Titans were carving yes, them yep. up. Like, it was impressive, the tries they were doing, just slicing through. Uh, but the Dolphins kind of grinded theirs out a bit. Uh, Jennings like, blew another one before that as well uh, when he was in the corner dropping it on his way over the line. Uh, and then he was the hero in the end by scoring the ones that you know got them back in front as well. But I wonder, though, you know how Wayne Bennett mm-hmm. is as a coach. I wonder if Jennings is sitting on that wing next week. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like he, he's not the kind of coach that forgets the, something like you just lying on the ground <laughs> thinking you're held when no one's touched you. That's got any more points. I was going to say, I think if you look at the Dolphins and the membership, just the, the winning the first match against the Roosters and having that comeback, that's almost going to double their membership. You'd think. If, if, if you're up there and you're not sure oh. which team to go for, you'd be buying a Dolphins jersey for sure now, wouldn't you? Yeah, it really puts the it really puts them um, on the map even further mm. with their yep. fandom. I mean, it's it, this is the beauty of having your debut season. Everything's a highlight. Everything's a yep. first time yep. ever. Yep. Um, it was kind of fascinating though to see that the, you know one of the concerns I feel like for the Dolphins though is this fiery attack utilizing Hammerford O was mm. nowhere to be found. And mm. I found that interesting. Like, Hammer wasn't as prominent in this game as you would have expected yep. him to after you see someone like Reese Walsh absolutely slice apart the Titans yeah. just a week yep. earlier. The fullback play was just close to non-existent in that game. So it'll be interesting to see um, if that's going to switch. They're obviously got the issue with the halves at the moment. They're, they're a team that's playing with one half too, mind you. Yeah. I know Cody yep. Nicarima's in there, but it was never the plan to have Cody Nicarima as a starting half alongside Katoa. Um, you know, Sullivan's out, Milford's out, so it's Cody Nakarima. So it's it's a team that's really their issue was depth and they're trying to play through it and they're seemingly really holding their own. I mean you're looking at the ladder right now, if the Warriors beat the Storm, the Dolphins will be above the Storm <laughs> and the <Amazing>. Roosters. <laughs> well you, you you can you can you can play with injuries, you can play with uh, guys who are not Potentially performing, but if you have belief, it can it can um, it can band aid over a lot of cracks. Yeah, well, you mean you sure. look at the NRL ladder right now. You've got Panthers at third, and then you've got Rabbitohs, Sharks, mm. Warriors, and Dolphins all on ten points right now. The Warriors yet to play, so I mean, yep. if the Warriors can do something crazy tomorrow and beat the Storm, uh, the same place that they had seventy points put on them last year, 
um, that'll push them up into third position. But what a, what a fascinating top eight it is uh, with the next three below them on eight points. It's tight. It's really tight. Yeah, it is tight. Good footy. Great to watch. Bloody great footy, mate. Bloody great footy. Uh, your Dragons <laughs> will be playing against the Roosters, mate. I want to get this out of here before we wrap things up. How are you feeling? Do you think your guys can actually do something? Or is this the de- the game that you guys get absolutely destroyed and finally someone puts Hook out of his misery and gets him out of that chair? I think that's what's going to happen. I, I do. <laughs> I, I, I've got a funny feeling. Look, last year um, everyone thought the Roosters would flog St. George in this match and, and we won the, won the game. I think this year there's a few more issues going on behind the scenes and I think, I hate to say it, but I think we're going to get decimated. I really hope that um, Hook steps down soon mm. I feel like this is not doing him any favours staying in that yep. seat with the, yep. with the Dragons it's just <laughs> insane what is going on down there that's it for afternoon sport today so make sure you hit follow subscribe wherever you listen but before we go a big thank you to our sponsors fantastic sponsors Elite Bet it's the only betting app you'll ever need we'll be back uh, tomorrow with your daily dose of sports so we'll see you soon see you soon guys take care afternoon sport are you thinking about making a podcast if so contact the afternoon sport group we'll make it easy With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.